Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey everyone, it's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there is a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with some insights, tips, best practices, and breathing room from the critical work that you do every single day. We are here to support teaching and learning this year wherever it is taking place. And we are super excited to have back with us again, Ms. Megan Mayer. Megan, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm not sure we might have some new listeners. Just tell us um, who you are, where you teach, and, and maybe a, a fun fact or two. All right. Um, hello, I'm Megan Mayer, and I am a middle school teacher at Brookside Middle School in Sarasota, Florida. And I teach um, ESE and English Language Arts and Reading. I'm actually doing two grades this year. I'm teaching sixth and eighth. Um, and a fun fact about me is that um, I'm obsessed with otters. All my mm-hmm. kids know that. And even my new students are starting to like find all of the hidden otters in my classroom. So it's kind of like a fun game. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really fun. Well, we're so excited to have you back on uh, season two of the Extraordinary Educator podcast. And thank you again for being one of our Extraordinary Educators. And um, we really just want to check in with you. So what is going on? How's teaching going? What's the format like? It's going. (laughs) It's definitely going. The first, I would say, honestly, like the first week, I didn't feel like this was real. I felt like I was dreaming, like I wasn't really at school. Um, I was telling a couple of my friends that, you know, a lot of teachers, we have the same reoccurring dream every summer where it's the first day of school and you're not prepared and like the kids are just staring at you and like your admin walks in and it's just like, it's like that recurring nightmare. Even my husband has started to have it and he's been teaching for a couple years now too. And that's how my first day felt because there was so much that you had to get done and so much of our pre-planning time was like trainings and COVID trainings and So um, at first I just felt like this isn't real. Like this is, I'm just dreaming. Like this isn't the real Mm -hmm. deal. And then by week two, I was like, okay, this, this is real. Um, I am teaching in person, but I also am teaching remote. So basically I'm doing um, a concurrent model, um, which is where I have kids in my classroom and on Zoom at the exact same time. Um, It's definitely been a learning curve. It's been a learning experience. Not every day uh, is seamless. Um, There's a lot of times where you'll be talking to the kids on Zoom and 10 minutes later you realize that they weren't doing what they were supposed to because you're on mute. Um, So that's that's been interesting. And it's like you'd think I would be a pro by now at Zoom because of how many Zooms I did in the spring. Um, But I'm, I'm still just figuring it all out. And, um, but the kids in person have been amazing. Wearing a mask all day long is not easy. And they, I'm just, I'm, I mean, these kids, I don't really know them that well yet. I've only had them for three weeks, but I'm just so proud of them, just how well they've done with the social distancing and wearing their masks and cleaning when we have to clean. Um, we just finished our first I ready diagnostic and I was really nervous about that because it's hard to come back to school when you've been out for so long 
and then you're coming into this sort of unknown environment and then you're being asked to do a diagnostic test and they really did an awesome job. So it's, it's, it's really been an interesting year so far. One of the things you shared before when we met on our podcast is how great you are with building relationships with students. So what are some of the ways that you are building relationships and students either in your classroom while you're socially distanced or even when you're teaching? Yeah, um, that's been one of the struggles too this year is, is building the relationships because they're wearing a mask. So it's like before I could make a joke and then certain kids would smile and you'd be like, okay, you're my people. Like I know who likes me already and now who do I need to like, what eggs do I need to crack over here? Like who do I need to, you know, get to know better? So the mask is sort of like this barrier of you don't know what they're thinking um, or, you know, what they are perceiving of you, how they're feeling. Um, so the first couple of days, especially with my eighth graders, it was, it was a little rough because I'm used to like cracking jokes and people laughing or at least smiling. And it was just like crickets. <laughs> um, but I found little moments where I can sort of like, I just continue to be myself. And that's hard because as an adult, you would think that like, you wouldn't be intimidated by a room of eighth graders, but like, I still am, especially just like I said, with the mask, you don't really know what they're, what they're thinking or what they, what they're feeling. So it's definitely intimidating. So I just try to keep just being myself, um, which can be uncomfortable at times, but I feel like a lot of this year is just really stepping out of my comfort zone. Um, and just really like having to just go over and beyond what I usually am. Um, but what's been nice this year is I'm also co-teaching, um, two periods of eighth grade. And so I have a little bit more freedom as far as like kind of getting a little bit more one-on-one -on -one time with certain kids. And again, it's hard because you have to try to distance yourself a little bit, but I'm getting little moments here and there where I'm starting to develop those relationships. And now it's getting to the point where like, okay, they're waving at me in the hallway. Like they're smiling when I make a joke. So it's, it's harder than in years past, but we're definitely getting there. It's so hard. It's, it's like you want to spend one-on-one -on -one time with a student, but then you have to do it six feet apart. And then you, it's like after yeah. you get over one hurdle and another obstacle just pops back up. When you talk about getting out of your comfort zone, I mean, you've been teaching for a while now. What are, and, and then you, and you're still having to think of new creative ways to engage your middle schoolers. What are some of the things that you're doing or best practices you found working during this unique time, whether it's with the students in your classroom or on Zoom that, that other teachers could replicate to keep their kids engaged and build those relationships? Um, I think, again, is just being very honest with them. I have had a couple of kids who already, um, you know, have been a little bit of like, we'll say like a behavior issue. Um, and it's hard because we haven't really, like a lot of the things we usually get to do, we haven't really gotten to do this year. Like all of the fun, like icebreakers that you would usually do with your kids. We've really had to sort of do away with a lot of that because we've had to spend so much time on, okay, here's how we clean our desk shields and here's how we clean the computers. Um, so it's just trying to find moments where like when I do talk with them, it's especially when we're talking like about, you know, academics and, and data is just being like very honest with them. And that's sort of my time where like, I feel like I really need them to know like why I'm here. I had a conversation with, with a student the other day who was being the behavior issue and we looked at their data and I just was like, look, like 
who you were last year is not who you have to be this year. And we just talked about like their stretch growth and where they needed to be. And basically we talked about like how we can get there and how, you know, we have to just like have a good attitude and we have to come to class prepared. And I was like, you know, you're here physically, but you're not here mentally. And she was like, I'm here every day. And I was like, no, I mean like mentally. And I'm like, and I get it. I'm like, it's hard. I'm like, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to wear a mask. It's hard for me to not be able to like give you guys high fives and hugs. And we do all this, you know, fun stuff that we used to do. I'm like, but you know, we'll, we'll get there. And so I think just being honest with them about how I'm feeling about the situation too, um, is, is really helpful. I think that's great. Yeah. And just finding like a common ground in a meeting spot and just being transparent definitely makes sense. And I love that you're being vulnerable. I love that you're showing up and saying it's okay. Cause let's all, I mean, things are hard right now. They are. And you're like, I don't want to wear a mask either. And I think the more educators can actually share how they're feeling with their students, that really helps create those connections even more. Yeah. it's And I think too, we have to really like, especially with the masks, like I take it off the minute that I'm in my classroom and nobody's in here, but in the hallway, like no one's in the hallway, but kids can see me possibly through the windows walking through the hallway. So I'll wear my mask because that's the last thing I want to do is wear a mask outside in the hallway, but they have to. So I'm going to do the same thing. So, and I think that that really helps too with building trust with them and building a good relationship is that they see that I'm doing the same things. Um, So that's really helpful. That's great. I also love how you shared the conversations around data and you're using data to help build trust with them around their academic performance, but you're also using data to build trust with them on a relational standpoint, which is really Mm -hmm. cool that you're saying like in here are some of the best practices to get to stretch growth. Like that's going to really make a difference. Plus it shows that you care. I've said this a lot for middle school educators, all educators in general, right? If you care, they care. (laughs) I literally just said that to my co-teacher the other day because we we were really having a hard time figuring out how do we have our data chats with our kids this year? Because we're so used to doing it one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when they would finish, I would have them come up to my desk. I would show them their score. I'd give them like a, a quick little snippet of it. And then at some point during the week, I would again pull them aside and we would actually really look at it more in depth. And that's just not something that we can really do this year, um, especially just like I said, with, with distancing and all that. And so we were brainstorming all these different things. And she was asking me, she goes, well, do you have any, who's our ready person? Can you just email them? I'm like, look, I'm like, we're going to figure this out first before I go ask for help. I'm like, because we know our situation and we know what's going to work best for us. And so we just started playing around on, um, um, the iReady site and we started looking at all the different reports and I was like, okay, well, here's an option. What if we like, you know, emailed each kid a copy of like their PDF score and then, you know, went over it like as a, as a class and was like, you know, pull up your email and this is your score. But then it was like, okay, we have a hundred kids throughout the day. So it's a hundred PDFs with a hundred emails that might not work. So then I had this idea of, well, what if we pulled up the report that showed the whole class And we cut each kid into a strip, gave each kid their strip, and then put on the board what each section meant. And that's actually what we ended up doing was each kid, we gave them their strip, 
And then we made um, a form online. It's basically from, from um, iReady Central. It's one of the, what do you call it? Like the, the data chat sheets with the graphs, the bar mm -hmm. graphs, and we made it fillable so that they could just go in and enter in their data and their numbers. And then we just kind of talked about it as a class. So um, it's just funny how like COVID has changed every aspect of our teaching and the way that we do things. But we're still, I told her, I'm like, what for me, it's already still at the center of it. Like that data is so crucial and we, we need that. And that's why I bring it up to my kids when they're, when they're acting out is I'll sit them down. And that's one of the first things I'll do because I want them to know why I need them to, to do better with their behavior. It's not, you know, oh, sure, you're disrupting the class and they need to do good too. But they've heard that. They've heard that over and over and over again. They really need to see like, this is where you're at. Could this be because of your behavior, because of your attitude? And so um, with that student in particular, I mean, it's only been a couple of days since that conversation, but I've noticed a turnaround already just in the way that they carry themselves in our classroom. Um, so. Yeah, you've got to give them a reason to, to pay attention and try and say yes and understand where they are and where they need to go, right? And I think the yeah. way that you and your students have been able to adapt is really inspiring. And I'm sure a lot of teachers, you know, it's like you want to do something and then you have to think really creatively about how to get yeah. it done if it seems so simple as like it's something you've done for years now, like a data chat. So I think doing it whole class with like the individual reflection is really, really awesome. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for your resiliency and figuring it out and digging in. And that's actually a great strategy. So if you're listening, you have 100 plus kids having a class-wide data chat around, um, even if you don't use iReady data, is a really good way to reach the students because you definitely want to share how they're doing. Um, so we just, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have today to chat with you, but we will link what Megan was talking about from iReady Central, our data chat sheets in the show notes. If you're interested in finding more resources, we have them there. And is there anything else you want to share with educators that are listening who, you know, are probably like, what the heck? Any other words of wisdom, Megan, just final party? Uh, we, one of my, one of my favorite phrases from this is like, we're in the same ocean, but we're not in the same boat. <laughs> like we all have different situations. We all have different circumstances. I have a lot of friends in Michigan who they started completely remote. And then I have friends who've started completely in person. So one teacher situation is not the same as the other. And we just really have to remember that, you know, you individually as a teacher, you're doing the best that you can. And right now is just really about survival, but also putting on that brave face for your kids every day and just being there for them and remembering that, you know, for a lot of us as teachers, like our students are our why, like our students are the reason that we're there. And so whatever you're doing, you're, you're doing a good job <laughs> and just hang in there because your students need you to be there for them. And so that's, what's gotten me through is just remembering why I do what I do. Thank you, Megan. Really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure having you here and, and we hope Thank everyone you. listening found it just as helpful as we did. Um, for now, uh, that is it for today. You can always follow along on Twitter at Curriculum Asoche and on Instagram at MyIReady, and we will also link Megan's social profiles in the show notes. And as always, please be sure to tag us in your post so we can see all the amazing work that you are doing wherever teaching and learning is happening. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, you can email us extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. 
And thank you. And always be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.